Well, is lazy money still a concern in 2024's higher interest rate landscape? It's a great question, and it's one that we want to explore in this episode and examine how the recent rise in interest rates affects the money sitting in your savings account, maybe in your CDs, and those other conservative investments you might have. We're going to discuss the new dynamics of managing your funds in this world where traditional savings methods are actually seeing better returns now than they have in a number of years. Mm. So are these options good for you you moving forward? We'll talk about all that coming up on the Retirement Reality Podcast. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome in. I'm Ben George with Mike Coynan, founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. You can find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. Mike, a great discussion today because I know we're always looking for ways to make our money work for you, but we are seeing rates now that have been better uh, than we have in, in quite some time. Yeah, we've had a good year with the, um, every time the Fed's raised rates this last year. Uh, we've seen these rates increase in these uh, high yield savings, these CDs. So it's been good. And I had that conversation today. I had my client bring her mom in who's almost 90. You know, So she's like, what should I do with this money? Because my big bank that, you know, I won't say the name, the one who got in trouble with all these opening all these accounts, pays me nothing. I go, of course they don't. You know, they don't, they don't have to. They have so many accounts. I said, you have to look at some other banks for opportunity to make some money. You know, I'll, I'll just talk about it. We were able to uh, reposition her lazy money, which we'll talk here about, and get about $1,100 to $1,200 of interest a month, which she was making almost nothing where she was at at her current bank. Yeah, I've even seen rates even in the last week or two uh, continue to creep up a little bit, even though it seems like rates, interest rates are kind of starting to pull back. So I've still seen saving rates creep up. So let's jump into this conversation today. And again, if you have questions and, and want to learn more about how to position your money and, and where to put your money, what kind of buckets to to divide it into. Uh, Again, call 855-987-8888 to get in touch with Principal Preservation Services and and kind of build a plan out that fits your needs and and your goals and where you want to go in retirement. But Mm -hmm. let's just kind of define this lazy money idea first, Mike, because I I think a lot of people have kind of heard this idea, but when we say lazy money, what are we talking about? Yeah, typically this is your emergency money, um, your emergency funds, cash on hand, you know, checking, savings, CDs, you know, money that you're not needing, uh, but you, you want to have the emergency fund. I'm, I'm a big proponent of when you're retired, you shouldn't be, you know, obviously have, you have your social security and maybe a pension and taking money from your IRAs. But um, if you need money for emergencies, a car repair, house repair, medical expense, um, whatever that might be, you shouldn't be taking it from your IRAs and paying taxes on that money. That's not your emergency fund. You should have six to 12 months of your expenses set aside in some kind of cash, uh, available cash account, cash on hand or something equivalent to that. So the problem is in the past, until this last couple of years, you know, banks were paying hardly anything. And people were like, I don't know if I need to keep my money in the bank because they don't pay me anything. It wasn't worth the gas in the tank to drive to the bank to open up account or put more money there. So. Yeah, that's those are the accounts we're talking about, Ben. Okay, so now that interest rates have gone up, like we're, we've been talking about a little bit here, is this still an issue right now? Should we still be concerned about having this lazy money? Yeah, I, I think we we should. We uh, and the key is position that money to get something. Uh, a lot of these bigger banks, unfortunately, they're not paying enough interest, and you know, um, here it is. I think, gosh, this is a little over a year ago. One of my clients, again, her mom was 
mom and dad were like 89 and 91 or whatever, something like that. And that same bank that I just mentioned about, the one that, you know, got in trouble with all these account openings, um, we're paying them like 0.1 or something like that. And we, and they had about a million dollars in the bank at that, in paying, getting nothing. And so we positioned like 600,000 of that money into something that gave them a, a fixed rate of like, at the time it was good. It was like four and a half. The rates even got better since. Um, and it's unbelievable the money that they, they, were, they couldn't believe they're gonna get a few grand a month of interest because they were getting literally less than $50. So um, it is very important because if you're, if you're not getting money to keep up with inflation, and again, banks aren't really designed to beat inflation, they're designed just to be there. It's that peace of mind money. Um, you want it to be somewhat close to inflation at least, otherwise you're losing. You're losing every year you don't have that money growing for you. And actually I have a chart. I have actually have a, uh, a chart I'm looking at. I pulled up on my computer as we're talking, Ben, that you know, if you have $100,000 and you're not keeping up with inflation, in 20 years that money should be 200000 hmm. if it's keeping up with inflation. But the problem is if it's just sitting in cash or making literally nothing, in 20 years your buying power is almost half of what it would be today. Yeah. Your $100,000 is really equivalent to like half that value. Because it, you know, to buy something for a dollar twenty years from now is going to be almost two dollars, and so if you only have a hundred thousand, you're, you're almost fifty cents on the dollar value worth. You know, so you want to be growing that money at the same time having it there liquid and that peace of mind money. Um, you're never going to beat inflation being in the bank, but you should be able to keep up with it. So is that the biggest concern when it comes to lazy money? Why just why it's so dangerous? Is that you can't lose that buying power, and especially if you have a long retirement. 20, 25, 30 years, that can have a huge impact on what you're able to spend. Oh, it definitely does. And when I run the numbers, and I don't think the people, you know, really run those numbers and they think, I've seen people who have not just a million, a couple million dollars in, in those accounts, or even if it was a couple hundred thousand, and I show them what they could be getting, 200,000 at say a 5% interest rate, um, 10 grand of interest a year, 800 plus dollars a month of interest are like, wow. So I'm not touching my principal. I can just take out interest and I get an extra $800 a month. I said, yeah, that's what you're doing and you're not getting anything right now. So that is a huge concern and some people don't do it because they don't understand the interest they're actually giving up. And some people just, you know, we call it lazy men people are lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't, they don't want to work. They don't want change. You know, they don't, uh, they don't want to do something different. They, want, they don't want to change banks. They don't want to go online and get some of the better rates like I showed today, but they're comfortable doing that. The daughters say, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go online and get a 5.35% high yield savings account online, federally insured, and, and uh, pull out most of this money out of this big bank. And I know that a lot of people, you kind of listed some of the reasons why they do it, but when, when for people that are still a little hesitant to pull this money out and, and invest it, what are... What are some of the most common reasons why people don't want to touch that money, even though you know they, they understand some of the, the concerns and some of the dangers in keeping too much lazy money, but what, what pushes them to, to keep it there? Yeah, they're, they're definitely afraid of the market. A lot of these people are. You know, they, they've been burned. You know, maybe they lost money in the last you know, recession, or, um, or maybe they had experience with a family member or parent who, who got burned, and they're like, I, I learned that. I saw how painful that was for my mom and dad. I don't want to go through that again. I'm just sticking in cash. 
And so I, I get that. I understand that. But you can't always live in fear. It's you know habit changing, like I mentioned. Living in fear, um, got burned themselves in the past. It's just kind of a kind of like that that tick kind of thing. It's like I don't want to go back to that trauma. It was literally trauma for them. You know, just in just time. And people are so busy as well with their running their career and other things while they're working and maybe taking care of parents or some of my clients are grandparents and now they're raising their grandchildren for some reason or another. And so, you know, it's a, it's a big time crunch as well. And they just, they're not, they're not bullish on the market. Maybe they don't have that experience. They don't have that advisor that can give them that peace of mind to say, it's okay to be in the market with some of your money. You don't have to have all your eggs in one basket, but you need to make sure you're investing to keep up with and beating inflation. All right. So for those people that, that do have the, the, the trouble pulling that money out and, and they come in to meet with you and you're talking through the lazy money and the strategies that they need to, to maybe consider, how do you help them move out of that and, and to kind of change their mindset when they're that hesitant? Yeah, I think like even today, just showing them this, you know, what they're missing out if they don't make a change, they have to make a change. You know, so it's, it's like no difference. You go to a doctor, you say, well, if you want to be here, and you're here, <laughs> this is what you have to do to get where you want to be, how bad you want it. And you know, some people don't want change bad enough, so it's, it's not going to be that relevant. But for them today, they go, yeah, we want to make that change. And we, we show them what is the best fit, which is that lazy money vehicle look like for you? Is it checking? Is it savings? Is it money market? Is it CDs? You know, like today, I, I, I recommended put a big chunk of you know, when you're almost 90, you don't want to have all your money tied up in even a CD because CDs are illiquid. Um, you can't take any money out of a CD during that period. So I know a lot of banks as of today, we even called on a local bank for them and said, we, we have a, I think it was a 13 month CD at five and a quarter. Not bad, uh, but it's, it's totally illiquid. Uh, but we found an online, I, I think savings at 5.35. I said, out of this bucket, let's put like 60% of your money liquid because they want availability in case anything happened. Let's put it in this high yield savings. We don't do that here, but we help a system as and recommend which, you know, I give her five or six banks to use. And then the other part, we uh, we can do like a, a guaranteed called a multi-year guarantee fixed annuity. What I like about fixed annuities over CDs are you get better returns. They're insured as well, uh, but they're run by insurance companies instead of banks. And you can actually, most of these annuities, you can actually take withdrawals yearly if you need to with CDs, you can't. I think the neat thing for for this one, we I think we had 5.5% guaranteed for three years where I said there's a high probability in a year that these bank CDs on renewal might only be in the fours, might be in the threes. We don't know, but we expect they're going to be lower than they are today. And especially in two years from now, it might be even lower again. So the nice thing is we locked in a, a five and a half percent fixed rate for three years uh, for her uh, to get some good returns, which the CDs unfortunately aren't getting that right now at the banks. Well, again, it's the reason why you want to always be considering and evaluating where you stand and where your money is invested or not invested. And again, if you have questions for Mike, the best thing you can do is just log on to principalpreservationservices.com. You can schedule a time to meet with Mike and the team there, plus a lot of other great resources to help you out with any questions you might have. But if you want to discuss things further over the phone, you can always call 855-987-8888. All right, let's turn to the mailbag to get a couple of questions before we close out this episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast. 
Got one for Megan who says, my dad is in his 90s and his health is starting to decline. Mm. Would it be wise for him to start gifting money to me and my sister while he's still alive so that we don't have to deal with so much estate tax? We've also talked about him signing over his house to us. Uh, Ben, yeah, it's interesting. First of all, sorry, uh, Megan, that your dad's health is uh, declining. When it comes to gifting, uh, that could be an option if your dad has a very large estate. Because right now, the federal estate exemption, estate tax exemption, is $13.61 million. So if your dad's estate is under that, you don't have to worry about the estate tax. On the federal level, now depending on what state you're in, there are state uh, estate tax uh, estate taxes like Wisconsin does not have one, but Minnesota does. So definitely look at the state you're in to see if there is um, a estate tax in the state you live in or your father lives in. So the, on the federal level, though, not too many people are over that 13.61. If you're well under, don't worry about that. But the gifting, it's up to $18,000 in, in 2024. He can gift $18,000 to any person he wants. Uh, without having to fill out any tax forms and you don't claim that as income and he doesn't get a deduction from that. But that's a way to get that money away from him. Now, the problem with that, there's that look back period yet. So if something happened that your son, uh, your, your sorry, your dad had to go into the nursing home, they can come back and they have that three-year look back period and see if you know, if he spent all his estate before Medicaid had to jump in, well, there's a possibility they can come and get that money from you if it was gifted within that three years. So you have to be very careful with the gifting. Um, you know, it depends on what his size of estate is because we're looking at long-term care facilities. I know you said your dad's health is declining, but I've heard many people, their health is declining. They, they lived another three to five years. So if that was a long-term care facility at 100, maybe 100,000 plus a year, uh, that could be a lot of money. So I'd just be very hesitant about getting rid of assets. All right. Thank you, Megan. And uh, we'll be thinking about your father, but we appreciate you reaching out. All right. Uh, here's one from Erica. It says, I'm a big believer in my current company's future. So the majority of my 401k is invested in company stock. I understand that I'm not diversified, but isn't that okay since I know the company so well? Yeah. And things change. And so I'm and reason I can say that is, you know, we have a lot of 3M employees or retirees from 3M and where that stock was four or five years ago and where that stock is today, you know, it's, it's a shell of itself. And uh, that stock is down 65, 70%, I think, even as of today from the all-time high. So you have to be very careful. And it was strong that that stock was splitting all these multiple times over the years. It's just changed a lot, and there's lawsuits, and we don't. You can't control things that are happening behind, you know, the board and the ownership there of the company you live in. So, I think it's great. Um, you take it on more risk when you have hold your money in company stock because it's all held in one position. And if anything happened poorly to that company you work for, it's going to affect your retirement. I really recommend not to have all your eggs in one basket to be more diversified. In my opinion, it could win if you don't, but. Also, on the downside, it could save your retirement if something did happen to that company. So I'm a bigger fan of being more diversified than having all your your eggs in one basket with that company. All right, great question. Thanks for reaching out to us. If you have questions on your mind that you'd like to us uh, like for us to bring on the show, you can always reach out through principalpreservationservices.com. But if you want to speak to the team directly, best way to do that is by calling 855 855- 
987-8888. And if you have any questions about how you're invested, whether or not you should put your money to work in a different capacity, now is the time to start tackling that and, and take the step in the in the right direction here in 2024. All right, Mike, on that note, we will close it out. Uh, thank you for being a part of the podcast. And Mike, as always, thanks for your time. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. Investment advisory services offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Alpha Star, Principal Preservation Services, LLC, and Principal Wealth Services, LLC are separate and independent entities. Insurance products are offered through Principal Preservation Services, LLC, a Minnesota and Wisconsin insurance agency. Investment advice is offered through Principal Wealth Services, LLC. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products offered by Principal Preservation Services, LLC. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered or guaranteed by AlphaStar.